And this is a very special episode of Miami Miked Up that I'm very happy to share with my friend, a reporter, host, and producer here at Bally Sports Florida and Sun, also a former collegiate softball player at a very high level, which we will get into in a little bit. It's Kelly Sacco. Kelly, thank you uh, for joining me today. Thank you for that lovely, lovely <laughs> intro. My goodness, special. I feel so special. Jeremy, yay. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. It's, I'm really happy to have you here. Um, before we get into anything, um, asking you the question that I ask everybody to start this podcast, which is, what is something outside of work that has recently brought you joy? Oh, goodness. Uh, Halloween. Yes. We're recording this just a couple days before <laughs> Halloween. That's the first thing that comes off my mind. I love Halloween. I think it mm-hmm. is so much fun. Just as a fun holiday. And I just, I really enjoy it. So there you go. First yeah. thing, even wearing an orange shirt. Uh-huh. Look at that. I was going to point <laughs> it out. Yeah. For the listening audience, <laughs> Kelly is here decked out in the proper colors for that to be her answer as well. Um, and we will get into some more Halloween stuff later in this episode, uh, which I'm excited to do. But first, I think we have to start in sort of the obvious place, um, which is your new role, our new role uh, role, with with the Miami Heat. Um, For those listening who somehow could have listened to this podcast and also probably watched Heat games and not figured this out at the moment, uh, (laughs) Kelly and I have both joined the Miami Heat broadcast as courtside reporters and hosts um, on Bally Sports Sun for select home games this season. Um, Kelly, first of all, congratulations. Uh, uh, congrats sec- to you. I remember yeah, both of us you. right on the yes. phone together, just like <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> if people could have heard the audio, it, right? yeah, if people could hear the audio of that phone call of both of us just being so excited for each other, which was really cool like that. And I, know, I will, cool. I will cherish that uh, moment for a very long time. Um, but you were part of the opening night broadcast, um, which had to be a, a super cool experience. And this is a long time coming for you in some ways um so first for for those who maybe didn't get to see your intro onto the broadcast um could you tell me a little bit about your first experiences with the heat at back at the start of your career goodness okay so yes for people who didn't get the chance to see that very first game just everybody uh uh, at the heat did such a wonderful job in valley sports just such a wonderful job putting together (laughs) that little intro so it pretty much it it was a collection of photos from back when i did my very first job with then Fox Sports Florida, now obviously Valley Sports Florida. And uh, just right out of college, I got a job as a production assistant. And part of my my role there was to attend all the heat games as a utility or a grip. And that's the person, in case you don't know, that's the person who trails the camera guy. So when the camera guys, there's a timeout or anything, the camera guy goes sprinting onto the court, the person who's behind them with the wires, like coiling the yep. wires to make sure nobody trips. Yeah, that was me. So uh, <laughs> I was so happy that so many, uh, so many people are still there from that original crew 10 years ago what it's wild it feels like yesterday (laughs) so uh yes so there was a lot of pictures that i had taken over the course of of that one year because i get them with them 22 out of college i think this is the coolest thing in the world you know i'm getting paid to go to miami heat games right and everybody was just so wonderful and so nice and it was that last championship season that 2012 2013 season so uh you know i was taking pictures left and right because we are part of obviously not only uh, the regular season, but the playoffs and the celebrations, and the parades and everything, the road rallies, everything that comes so with, uh, you know, winning exactly. So we're just, we're just so much fun. So there are so many pictures along the way with, uh, with the crew 
uh, it, and some of which with, with, with Eric Reed and with some of our mm-hmm. camera guys and they posted all that. So it was a full circle kind of moment. Yeah. And it's so cool that this is able to go full circle for you. And it's clear the impact that you made on the people uh, when you were just 22, because every time we have walked around <laughs> FTX Arena, it feels like every single person we pass by is stopping you to say hello and how much they're, you know, how happy they are to see you. And so let's talk about that first night. Um, what stood out to you as maybe either an interaction or a moment on the show, you know, that maybe the people who were watching, you know, didn't experience through your eyes? What's a moment from from that night that kind of stands out to you that that you'd be willing to share? Goodness, I feel like it's just just it was just kind of everything as a whole. Yeah, really. I know. I know that's just such that's such a it sounds like a such a cop out answer. But no, it really no, was just everything all. as as a whole, just seeing everybody again in those roles in those same places. But mm-hmm. instead of being the person behind the camera I, and I didn't send this picture in, but there is a there's a picture from me there, too. Um, one time with Kristen Hewitt, who we're uh-huh. trying to, to fill the big shoes that she has left for us in, in this role. Um, she had taken a picture once because she was doing the, the reporting and I had a camera, uh, not a camera, uh, a light that I was balancing on my head because I'd hurt my shoulder playing softball, <laughs> like balancing this light on my head to make sure that her her shots lit. And she That's took a great. picture of like everyone behind the scenes. And I'm like, geez. But it was just, I guess that moment probably came when I'm like, okay, I'm not that person anymore. Someone else was right. doing that. I'm the person who, who's being, I guess, lit. Um, yeah, it's lit. So it was, it was pretty cool. Exactly. As Super the kids lit. say. As, as the kids say these days, you know, as yeah, I would have said. Both of us said. are too washed for this. <laughs> but yes, ago, but, right? but, but yes, I mean, uh, from that perspective, I, I can't imagine how cool that must have been for you to sort of um, be able to process that. And, and no different, yeah. I mean, t- to be honest, similar feeling in that, you know, just like you growing up watching Heat Games, watching these right. podcasts, watching Eric Reed, and, you know, growing up with Tony Fiorentino and then now John Crotty exactly. on, on those calls and and obviously the rest of the crew being in the positions they were in to now be a, a part of that broadcast in any way was right. totally surreal. And, and um, for those of you listening now, you know, my voice has a little bit more of a timber potentially than usual. <laughs> and it's because I was without a voice over the weekend. And even with that, was still so excited um, just to be a part of it. So I know um, coming from somewhat similar perspectives, you know, we got to share... Uh, the emotions of that and and right. i know obviously as as someone who can relate a bit i can only imagine how special that was for you and i think that's one of the reasons it was so exciting to to, to share it together because yeah. we both grew up down here in south florida so both of us knew what what a big deal it is to be part of like a heat culture right. and to be part of this organization so i feel like i feel like we're on the same page here right yeah i mean that's the part that's been really cool is is not only getting to share this like with you as someone who is now you know, I consider a friend and someone we've worked together now on multiple different projects. Like this is the third different thing that we're doing together, um, which is kind of nuts to think about over the last year. And so like with that, that element to begin with was special enough. But to think of the moments where, you know, and I mentioned it on on our first preseason hit, but like the moments of being in the arena with my dad and my brother and and family or being there with friends or watching some of the biggest moments in heat history and like through my childhood the heat are you know brought some of the coolest moments that that existed right. throughout my childhood as a sports fan and even for that matter the joy that they brought while we were all locked inside in 2020 when they were in the bubble like sharing right. those moments with family and so now to be a part of 
you know, any semblance of a part of the, the organization calling these games being a part of it is just, it's really special. And I, I feel very grateful to be able to be sharing that with someone who I know also gets it in all of the exact right. same ways. Like we're going through it in a really similar way. And that's, that's kind of cool. And you know what memory I'm going to think of? Like, as you were talking, I don't know why this memory hit me. I guess it didn't come to me initially because it technically wasn't the very first day that we like, I worked on camera, but the very first day that we were announced and we're coming out of the production Mm -hmm. truck and Teddy, who's our, who's our producer, one of our producers, uh, and does a fantastic job, him, AJ, and all the guys in the truck, Teddy goes, wait, 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 guys, wait right there. And takes his camera out, like, first day of school picture. Yeah. And he takes like, I just felt like we were in kindergarten. For real, though. <laughs> in the best of ways, in the best of ways, yeah. though. And we're both like, I think that's what it is, is that we both, it's not just that it felt like kindergarten because that was like the energy of which we were walking around and taking pictures and doing all of that, but because we were like giddy school kids, like who were just so excited to be there. Um, And that energy, I think, is going to be fun for hopefully for both of us to bring to the broadcast as well. So um, super excited to be a part of it. Um, And for everybody like over the weekend, everyone was super, 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 super ridiculously supportive of everything that we were doing and it just it means a lot so um thank you for the listeners here for participating in all of that um and kelly i do i do want to dive into some of the actual basketball with you but the timing of it doesn't feel right and that we're doing this on thursday afternoon before a night game in golden state there's so much going on so i'm thinking i'm i'm already scheduling you for another episode of Miami Mike Up <laughs> that we'll do right around the all-star break because that will also coincide with the timing of spring training coming around. Oh, so we can yes. do some more in-depth Look like it. sports analysis when we get to that time of year. But let's for now, I just want to focus on you a little bit. So let's do oh, that. Boy. Let's focus on you. <laughs> okay. um, I, I want to take it back um, to you growing up in Miami playing softball. Um, I imagine you did the travel ball circuit, which I would love to hear about. Um, but was softball sort of the lifelong passion for you from the jump or were there any other interests that were sort of occupying your headspace other than that? Oh goodness. Everything. Uh, I was a very, very active kid and, um, something that my mother and father both did, which, which I always tell every parent, encourage every single parent. I coach softball now too. So I always tell them, um, my mother and father, they put us and when I say us, it's me, my brother and sister in every sport, a man imaginable. So we did everything. We did absolutely everything. I mean, I did everything from Taekwondo, black belt in Taekwondo. Um, I loved horses. Oh I were horses black belt. I, I'm, I'm a black belt and so is my mother. My mother did the Taekwondo like with me. She's like, oh, this oh is gosh. cool. I'm going to join as well. I, how cool don't is Don't mess she? with the sackos. Uh, yeah, don't mess with the sack. My mother was an Olympic swimmer. So swimming was Holy like in cow. our, I know, we've got a very athletic family. We do. Family. This is this is my humble brag of my amazing. family's athletic abilities. It's, it's pretty insane. So um, we swam our entire lives. Competitive swimming. I did synchronized swimming. I did goodness i'm like losing track of all the sports that i played i played a little bit of volleyball i did pretty much everything under the sun and i just loved sports and i loved to compete but softball just was always just like a notch higher than everything and it's like as good as i was at taekwondo it's like softball i just loved it a little bit more and as good of a swimmer as i was it was just in my blood i was just naturally good at it because of my mother and i learned how to swim before i learned how to walk it just it was just in my blood but softball, and I think I know what it is, but softball was always just a little bit higher. And this is why I think, because yeah. people have asked me this along the years. And I think it's because winning as a team 
and accomplishing things as a team it's just so much more satisfying. I like literally got goosebumps just saying that winning as a team is so much more satisfying than just like personal victories for me. And, and, and I won them at you know, other sports and other levels, whether it was swimming and whether it was Taekwondo or whether it was whatever other sport I happened to be playing, but just nothing amounted to winning as a team and, and seeing how beautiful it is to see a group of people come together and work hard towards a singular goal and then achieve it. And even when you don't achieve it, just working in unity, I think is what makes just sports so great. And just what makes humans so great is the ability to do that. So I got a little deep there and I didn't need to do no. it, but that's why, that's why softball I think has always been something that just had my heart. That's why we do this podcast is to get answers <laughs> like that right there. Like that's it. I, I find oh, that to be goodness. such a wonderful summation of you though, right? Like that has to be intrinsic in you that you are someone who wants to be a team player, who wants to be a part of that sort of environment. And There are other people who probably had the opposite feeling, who played team sports and were like, no, I like the we'll call it in a in a in a nicer way, just the (laughs) self-determination of playing a sport by yourself, whether that's tennis or golf or something Mm -hmm. else where it's a little more lonesome. But being a part of a team is something that that you you want and you yearn for. And that, I think, comes through in in broadcasting. Right. Like. being a part of a broadcast is very much being a team player and i think despite we all need to play our own roles no different than in softball where it's a bunch of technically you know individual events at the same time it's a collective team effort and so that's kind of like what a broadcast is like where everybody's got their role to play but ultimately you want to come through for your teammates and so that's that's really cool to me and i do find it interesting because there's a lot of people myself included most of whom who never quite reached your level of success in softball, <laughs> but but who maybe played at like a high school level, sort of like I did, right. who find this pipeline to deciding, okay, I'm not going to be, I'm not either going to be able to play sports or I'm choosing not to play sports beyond a certain level. So sports broadcasting, that's the way I'll go. That's the way I'll right. stay around. So was that the case for you or was journalism something that you were interested in to begin with? Because for you, and for those who don't know, best of both worlds, playing at Syracuse, where right? you've got D1 orange. softball. There you go, more orange. Uh, you've, <laughs> got, you've got D1 softball at a very high level and one of, if not the best, journalism schools in the country. Right. So uh, journalism and talking in front of a camera was something that would have probably made me pee my pants in <laughs> high school. <laughs> Can we say that all together? Yeah. I just, yeah. That's what you're going to get with me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, in high school, I used to sit there and I have just such memories of this. I used to sit there like in, in like language arts class and I used to do the, uh, the morning yeah. announcements. I used to sit there and look at those, those girls and those guys go and they read all the things. And I'm like, they're nuts in the head. I mean, they're crazy. Really? They're absolutely crazy to be able to go on camera. And first I was always really nervous, just so always funny. growing up. Yes, I thought it was crazy. One reading out loud was something that's always like terrified me. Actually I don't know same. if it was like the bilingual thing, but it just it just terrified me and I'm pronouncing words wrong and everything. It just literally makes me sweat like thinking of it. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> so so that. So that and just putting yourself out there and as um easygoing and friendly that I am and and, and there's a part of me that's a little bit shy and the, the fact that like putting yourself out there in front of a camera and to just be pretty much scrutinized by people who don't do what you do and have no idea what it's like and this and that um i thought that was terrifying 
And I oh. thought those people were crazy for doing that and to going up there and reading and in front of all these people and, and putting their faces out on the screen. I'm like, there, there, oh, nuts. So <laughs> crazy. I would never do that. I used to tell myself, I never in a million years would never do that. When does that. this switch flip? When does this switch <sighs> flip for you? My mother. So I always thought I wanted to do, I always knew I wanted to be in the world of sports because just sports and I don't care what level you played it at, whether it's little league in high school or, or higher levels like college. Um, some of my favorite softball memories honestly came from high school softball, right. high school softball. I won several biggest championships in college, but my favorite memories are our state championships in high school. You know, it's awesome. just, it's, it's just sports are special as I had mentioned and I want it to stay. It's something I've known my entire life. It's just, it's a part of me and I want it to be involved in it going forward. So I thought, okay, great. I'm going to do physical therapy. I've been injured. You know, I want to help other people or sports medicine. Right. But then small little issue. I see blood and I like tend to faint. So that was going to be a problem. Yeah. That's a slight problem. Just a slight issue. That's right? great. Fake blood, I'm all for it. But um, right. yeah, I'm like that person where something happens, you know, in a football game and uh-huh. they're like reshowing and I'm like, don't, no. don't I can't look. <laughs> like I can't look, I can't look at it. Um so that was gonna be an issue. So Syracuse comes along and right. I'm at as you mentioned, a travel ball. So I did play travel ball. Um and we're at what was called Rising Stars. I don't know if you heard of it. It was up in like the Davy area. This sure. this big softball tournament it was a recruiting tournament, right? Yeah. And I must have been a junior at the time. And it's it's in the fall of like my junior year or something, or maybe it was no, it must have been my junior year. Junior year and one of my teammates who was a year older than me she was interested in Syracuse for their music program. So she had written to the coaches and they got in touch or whatever. So Syracuse coaches were at our game to watch her. Wow. And they're like, huh. And they looked, you know, and they, they, they're like, we need a first baseman in a couple of years. And I was, I was playing first and it never even crossed my mind. You want to hear something funny too? My mother went to Syracuse. Get out my of mother here. swam, my mother swam at Syracuse. My mother got a swimming scholarship. This is I know nuts. I thought of crazy stuff crazy stuff and my uncle and and uh they swam at syracuse um so yeah and it wasn't it, it wasn't a, my, my mother for as amazing as she is does not speak about herself a lot so it's like sure. we knew she went to syracuse but we didn't really she transferred to um i think her junior year and graduated from university of miami so it's you know we're in miami syracuse was in the north pole for all i knew growing up and you know miami was a team we cheered for my dad was born and raised in in Miami. So it was like all about the U, the Canes. We just, we just knew Syracuse existed somewhere up North where it was cold and my mom's hair would freeze. That's pretty much what we knew about Syracuse. (laughs) So then, um, yeah, so I'd be, I was on their radar and before they were ever on mine. So they were one of the two, I was between them and Auburn. Those were my two big schools because, um, you're not going to want to hear this part. Um, but other schools in Florida, like UCF, yep. were interested. But I wanted to leave the state. I, I wanted to leave the state. It's fine. I'll take the rejection. Great, I understand. It's a fine. great school, though. Yeah, so uh-huh. many of my friends went there, yeah, and I'd yeah. come and visit them. Great. Yeah, <laughs> super great. Super cool. Yeah, it, whatever, Kelly. I just I needed to leave the state. <laughs> I still wanted support them. But I need to get the heck out. Um, just for me, for me personally, I, I loved Miami. I loved Florida. I knew I wanted to end up here. So I knew I needed to leave for a little bit to grow. And anyway, so this I'm babbling, so sorry. But uh, long story short, 
Syracuse. It was between Syracuse and Auburn. I went on my recruiting trips to both of the schools and Auburn. I had, I had teammates who were going to Auburn. Um, I had a wonderful time on my recruiting trip. Me and the girls clicked. It was great. I thought I was going to Auburn. Me and my dad would joke. We're like, Syracuse trip. We're just going there to see your mom's old school and the free food. It's going to be fine. We went up there and I remember my, my coach at the time driving us from the airport and us like making the turn onto the campus. I remember like my jaw just like dropping. I was like, crap. I just knew right then. I was like, it's going to be Syracuse. And then the more and more I saw the school, we walked around, we talked to um, all the, you know, the people, the head of the colleges and things like that. And I'm like, this is the most gorgeous place I've ever been. It was end of September. They wouldn't let me yeah. come in, in winter, by the way. They're like, no, you're, you're coming in September when it's gorgeous out. <laughs> right. Not, of course. Not, of course. Exactly. Not when it's like negative 10 degrees. Right. They know how to recruit. So they know they're not dumb. So yeah, we turned onto that campus and I was like, this is incredible. So I chose Syracuse before I chose my major. And um, my, it was my mother who suggested, she's like, you know, you like to talk, you don't shut up. So why don't you, <laughs> as you can tell from this podcast as I'm babbling on, go do that and get paid for it. So I'm like, you know, let me look into it. It's something that terrified me, but I wanted to challenge myself. You had to have at least a 3.5 to be, yeah. get into Newhouse School of Public Communications. And um, I didn't go into it thinking I wanted to do that. So I had to transfer in my sophomore year. So I just worked my butt off um, my freshman year. had a really high GPA, got in, and I guess the rest is history. That's amazing. No, but that's that is so cool. The way that the combination of of number one, life being so cyclical like that, where mm-hmm. your family was were Syracuse alums, and yet it wasn't something that was on your radar, mm. and that the school you ultimately chose, based off the fact that they were there just to see a friend of yours, essentially exactly. to see a teammate. The exactly. fact that you Who ended up being school. my teammate at Syracuse too, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. Amazing. No, sorry to interrupt. You're the guest. You get to say whatever no. you want. That's how this works. But the fact that that you guys end up at Syracuse together, and then that ultimately is what dictates your path here to now have a very successful career in broadcasting. So that's like, it, it really is so special the way that that just sort of following your gut also is is so much a part yeah. of this and and taking advantage of opportunities because you went in you worked really hard you were successful on the field and off the field and that and that's special yeah. so for you graduating from Syracuse getting your start here right so it's with this company so you've worked your way through what what is now Bally Sports then Fox Sports Florida um starting as a PA you, I assume, knew your goal was to ultimately be on air one day. So what were the initial right. steps, you know, for, for the kids who are, who are listening to this, who are <laughs> in college right now, who are thinking like, how do I put myself out there? What were the initial steps that, that you took when you first got into this business to try to put yourself in position to, to be promoted, to be in the spot that you right. are now? So I'm going to apologize in advance because it is a very long story i'm gonna no, try to let's get the, do the, the, it. Like the main as long bullet as, points look, kelly as long ever. as you've got time i've got time <sighs> okay also jeremy do you know how difficult it is i mean i'm sure you can relate to because i'm sure people have interviewed you do you know how difficult it is to not like interview you back right now it's yes. just like i want to be like so jeremy now you tell me it's the about best part it's you. the best it's part so about getting hard. to be the host of this thing is that i never have to answer anybody else's questions i just get to I keep asking to you more yeah <laughs> it's so <laughs> difficult i'm like i'm like so jeremy so now you tell what me about your college about experience now, what about your college experience that i'm trying like so hard someday like, 
Kelly just answer his questions. Uh, someday yeah, for exactly. one of these episodes, I'll like go back. I'll As interview myself. I'll just ask questions and then answer them myself. The same questions <laughs> I'd ask everybody else. I'm just going to steal your mug and I'm just going to be like, it's my turn Perfect. now. I've got the mug. That'd be great. Okay, so I'm a, a very big believer in many things, but I guess these two things too. One, um, work your butt off. One, work your butt off and uh, things happen for a reason. And the, this is the reason why I say this. And this is the reason why I'm here with you talking. I don't know if I would have ended up here if certain things didn't go a certain way. So my, my senior year uh, happened to be an Olympic year. Yes, uh, it was 2012. This was senior year of college. And there, the, the NBC, the Olympics, always had this huge internship. And a lot of Syracuse students would get picked for that. Syracuse, again, such a great school. So I was like, I'm a shoo-in for this. <laughs> a shoo-in. One, college athlete. Two, my mother was an Olympian. Hello. Uh, three, I'm bilingual. Four, uh, that should probably be one. It's <laughs> the Syracuse. Like, right. I'm going to get this thing. No problem. So I go into this interview. Knock it out of the park. Baseball pun meant. <laughs> um, knock it out of the park. So I figure out that I get it. Great. There are three different offices. The London office. I'd never been abroad because of softball. I was always playing softball. Right. I never had time to have a life. Uh, the New York office and the Connecticut office. So I'm thinking again, shoe in here for all <laughs> the reasons I've already told you. I find out I was not in the London office. I was <laughs> devastated. I mean, you would have thought my dog died. I was oh, just no. like bawling, crying. I thought it was just like, I'm like, no. End all of the world. Thing plans it's the end of the world i got this incredible internship what a brat right i'm saying right, like it's not bawling. the right office it's, it's not, not the, the right, right office. office right because i wanted to go to spain where my family's from and do whatever i wanted to do as a 22 year old so now i'm like now i better end up in new york city because that sounds so much more interesting than connecticut right so i end up in new york city which is great uh, so we go and we work our butts off doing all, you know, all the logging for all the sports at the awkward hours because of the time difference. Oh, yeah. And it's like three days before, uh, the internship's over and this guy who I've been working alongside with, who I think he was working with maybe the Rangers, um, at the time, uh, the hockey team, um, at the time he looks at me and he's like, hey, Kelly, so what do you do when this is over? I'm like, I don't know. I guess right. I'm going to like set out resumes, try to be a, a grown up and get a job. And you know, <laughs> absolutely have no idea. Yeah, like, going in the real world, right? Panicking. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just sending all these little emails. He's like, Miami, right? Yeah. It's like, I think I know someone at Fox Sports. I, I know wow. someone at Fox Sports Florida who's a producer for the Panthers. Want me to put you in touch? I'm like, yeah, do that. So the then producer with the Panthers put me in touch with the coordinating producer with Fox Sports Florida and who happened to be looking for production assistant. I was so nervous too Amazing. when I left the message. I gave him the wrong phone number. I literally huh. gave my, my parents like home phone number. How embarrassing is that? Not my cell phone number. I was like, oh, I was so nervous. So my mommy had to go and be like, oh no, this is her cell phone number. Oh so gosh. Good start, Kelly. So I'm just exploring all the secrets. Here we go. I love so, yeah, this. I no, these, are, these are great yeah. tidbits. I'm sure everybody yes, listening is enjoying these details. Great. 
I remember like pacing back and forth and like my college boyfriend's parents' house, like, cause that's what I was talking yeah. to this guy and, you know, who, I gave him the wrong phone number and whatever. So they happened to be looking for a production assistant. So I guess I didn't scare him off to the sense where like this girl can't even remember her own phone number. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, he wanted to know if I wanted to, I sent him the resume or whatever, uh, if, if I'd like to interview for this production assistant job. Absolutely. I'd mommy and daddy drive me to the interview there you go trying to look all professional and uh yeah so i went into that interview very very confident and i was very um i was very upfront about what i wanted to do and i had said something along the lines of uh if this isn't a place where i can grow and i can learn from the people who are doing what i'm doing uh that i don't want to be here and please don't hire me i was just very upfront and i, I just said that and i i guess that was the right thing to say. I guess right. that was impressive because I got the job the next day. So yeah, so that's pretty much how I how I got here. And then to shorten that version up sure. of a really, really long, long road, long <laughs> right. ladder I claimed from there is, uh, yeah, as a production assistant, like I mentioned, I was chasing camera guys, coiling wires, uh, uh, editing. I learned a lot of editing. Um, editing, you know, putting people's schedules together, doing all sure. your assistant type work uh, in the truck when on Twitter Tuesdays, finding, <laughs> you know, finding emails for, for a producer and setting them over and, and running things back and forth from the truck, you know, just doing all that kind of stuff. But along the way of doing all the responsibilities I was given, I made sure to take advantage of the people, not take advantage of the people, but take advantage of the opportunities of the amazing people who are working there and the knowledge that they had. So editors i'd like i'd ask them hey can i sit in while you're while you're editing this show and i'd sit there next to them with a notebook and i take notes and okay how'd you do this and i got really good at editing to the point mm -hmm. where i could i knew i knew editing and editing that system from college which is one of the great things about syracuse but i learned more from these incredible editors um, from people like kristen i'd go and i'd shadow her and I do stand ups in front of her and, and she yep. would give me tips and give me feedback. And I try to work on what she had said. Um, Mike Plant, who we know and love yes. our camera guy. He shout was our camera guy. Yeah. Shout out Mike. He's the best. So he would stay late and come early while I would do a stand up and I get super embarrassed. And be, okay, we're good. We're good. And he's like, no, do it again. And he'd sit there for my 1500 takes. It would take me to, cool. <laughs> to go cool. and do something perfect. Yeah. And you remember that too. You remember the people from when you're 22 who are saying oh, another person wants to be on air and doesn't take you seriously. The person who's like, no, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to help you. And uh, I'm going to work with you and I can only do so much. And if it's it, from here, it's up to you. You've got to work your butt off to get to where you're going, but we're going to give you the tools, show you how to use them. It's what you do with them. So uh, yeah, I was very lucky to be able to shadow all these people. And one thing led to another and just worked my way up. What I will say that is is really cool about that story on a number of different ways is number one, like what an example for people who are starting in this industry where so much of it really is just what you put into it. And I say the same thing about right. college in general, right? Where it's like, it doesn't really matter the name on that institution. I, as If you go in there and decide this is the best school in the country, then it's gonna be the best school in the country right back to you. If you go into your first job and decide, I am going to learn the requisite skills that I need to learn for the next job, for the job that I want. You're going to learn them. 
Um, right. and, and you're going to go in there and you're going to study and you're going to work hard and, and there will be people who help along the way. Like for you, it was Mike Plant who, which is so cool that now the two of you work together on Marlins Clubhouse and, and continue exactly. to work together. Right. And that, that's amazing. For me, it was, it was Pete Hoffner, camera guy at, mm-hmm. at, or photographer rather at, uh, WSTN who, yeah. who practice after practice of, of Dolphins practices that we went to or going to a Marlins game or a heat shoot around or whatever it might have been. It was the same deal of, hey, get your reps in on these standups. And just like you, where it was, I would do one and go, OK, thank you so much. I'm just going to put this on my demo and thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was no, you could have done sure, this right. or you could have done that. And sit here, take a breath and and do it to the best of your ability. So you're really getting the reps. And so the first opportunities you finally get on camera, you do feel comfortable because you've had those reps before in some sort of way. And so for you, you work your way through Fox Sports Florida, you get to being a reporter for the Miami Marlins. Um, And obviously that's how probably everybody listening to this knows you and loves you and you do such an amazing job on our Marlins broadcast seriously um is there a part of of the role with the Marlins because obviously that that's where most of your your experience lies in this is there a part of that job that you enjoy the most whether it's you know interviews specifically or reporting on specific stories or mm-hmm. talking to guys after games individually is there is there a part of the role that stands out as, as like your favorite element i know how much you like each aspect of it so it's not to downplay the mm-hmm. others right uh, that's really tough i think i just love it as a whole and the mm-hmm. consistency of baseball. I sure. think because, yeah, the consistency of it, because it's what I've been through my entire life. Right. So in, in, a, in a different, on a different scale, I was try to say that I'm like, I'm not going to ever sit here, pretend like, Oh, I know how it's like to be a major league baseball player. No, no, obviously, but, but to but the you sense can relate of, more than most of us who are around right, the game. Right. Right. So it's like, I, I could, I could relate in, in, in a certain way where I played a version of the sport at, at a high level for, for that sport. So I think the consistency of it, I think that there's something just, just very cool. And, and people ask me this all the time. They're like, Oh, okay. Like, don't you want to go to like ESPN or these big networks and such? And I'm like, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But I'm like, I, I think that it's, it's great being with a the team. There's something yeah. that's so special. And I just love being with a team day in and day out and being there every single day, because we see the things that, and this is not a knock on anyone. So I just feel like I'm going to throw that out there, but it just the national the people who are covering all these different games, they're so gifted and they're so talented. That's why they're doing it at the national yep. level, but they're covering so many different teams that you're not with these teams every single day and the players every single day. So you get to just kind of see, the storylines develop and you see people grow. Like people are all talking about, for instance, Sandy Alcantara. Oh. oh my goodness. He's incredible. Which of course we're, we're going to gush about him. He is incredible. And, and Donnie would say this so often throughout the course of the year. He's like, I think about 2018 Sandy yep. Alcantara and yep. how far he's come, not just look at all the great things he's done in this year. He sees yep. like the bigger picture. So I think 
that's probably my answer. The consistency of being able to see just the story develop and the players develop and people develop over the course of the entire season. And that all comes right back to what you were saying before about being a part of a team, right? Like the magic of that is also, it's twofold when you're part of a broadcast that is covering a specific team all year and not just a broadcast that is doing national games because when you're part of that broadcast, you're part of a team and that matters and you're holding up your end of the bargain. But when you're also telling a season-long story and you're responsible for telling the story of all of these right. guys, right? And that and that's a, a weight that you'll carry with you that I think also makes some of these broadcasts a little more unique. And with you specifically, Kelly, you do what I believe is one of the most impressive things that we have on any of our broadcasts, which is your ability to conduct interviews in both languages. Oh. So you'll... Ask a question in English for the listening audience. You will just translate in Spanish yourself. You will ask the question in English. You will ask the question in Spanish. You will receive the answer back and you will give it back to the audience. How much pride do you take in being able to tell the stories of some guys who maybe otherwise we would not be able to connect to as an audience without your skill and being able to do so? A lot. I I really do. I think that there's just a little bit different of a connection there just because everybody's comfortable in their native language. And I I, I try to remember, and I try to remember this too, because I think early on, I was so shy about doing that. My producers are like, would push me like, go do that. I'm like, but I'm not perfect. And I hate that just so much. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was scared to go in this industry to begin with is, is just that that pressure that I had on myself of you need to be perfect. You got to be perfect. You have to prefer perfect. And once you throw that, and this is like life lessons for humans out there. It just, once you throw that out the window and you just say, "Eh, I'm human, I'm going to mess up and it's going to happen. I'm just going to try my best. And in the best of ways, like I don't care. And I don't care, but like, I don't care. You got to try, you know what I mean? Um, that is, that's something that I think just kind of goes a long way because I, I sit there and I try to flip the perspective. I'm like, you've got these, these, these human beings at the end of humans. the day, so that's what they are. They're human beings. Yep. They're here in a different country and they're trying to navigate their lives and Everything. their professions in, in, in a completely different country and in, in, in a completely different tongue than their native tongue. And they're just doing their best and they try so hard. So I get so excited. Like when Dela Cruz sit there and he, and he stumbled over and I think it was, there was all this whole video that was tagged in 10,000 times of him being made fun of uh, trying to speak you know, the English and I'm like, and I know it's all in good fun. No, I know it's all in trying. good fun. But he's trying and I think that's so incredible. I and agree. I remember like, like giving him a hug after. I was like, Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying. So I kind of flipped that on myself and I'm like, Kelly, if they can do it, like you should do it. You should try. Love you that. should speak the language. Like you know the language just because your grammar isn't perfect <laughs> and your pronunciation isn't exactly how someone who grew up in a Spanish country would pronounce it. Like go, you know. So right. it's like I grew up, grew up speak my mother is from venezuela so speaking spanish on my mother's side of the family my father was born and raised here so he's american speaks english um so a a lot of pride to be able to um one be able to connect with the players and be able to do that and hopefully connect with not only the miami community who's so greatly hispanic but um the rest of the state and hopefully the you know rest of the the spanish community in in the entire country and, and, and abroad uh, so that's a lot of pride and then a little bit of pride in myself too, to yeah. be able to do that. There, there is a little bit of that too. Cause I, I work hard at it too. I, I do. You must. So. And, and I, I think it, it matters a lot when you, the fact that you're able to break down a barrier that exists otherwise for these players to just feel comfortable talking to you, um, and making that a one-on-one conversation. I know it, it leads to better answers as well. And these guys revealing more about themselves. So 
That's the hope. Yeah, no, but it, but, it, but it's it's the truth. It it is how it comes across, and so I I, I think that that's great. Um, you, you also obviously anybody who who watches your work, you work on Marlin's Clubhouse as well. And there's just a couple more questions here. <laughs> we before. work on Marlin's Clubhouse. Yes, we work on Marlin's Clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> we work on. I'm trying not to do. I'm not trying to be self promoting here, but Marlin's Clubhouse exists. Um, and I'm trying to like push it off of me. I'm like, yeah, right. No, it's you too. Uh, and and again, just a couple more questions before we play our our last rapid fire game. Um, but on Marlon's clubhouse, you were not only the host, but you were also a producer on that show. Um, yes. and so I, I do wonder how, um, just having the opportunity to look at things through a producer's eyes on your own show, help you as an on air talent. How do those two things sort of mesh to where, Hey, looking at things as a producer is helping me here when I'm going to do something on air. I think that's huge in all aspects too. So when I when I mentioned about how I came through this industry as a production assistant and, and learning how to edit was huge too, I always keep in the back of my mind the people, because as we said, broadcasting is a team sport, all the other people who have to edit what I'm doing, who have to produce what I'm doing, have to do graphics for what I'm doing. And I try to just really keep them in mind and and and, and try to make their jobs easy too. So we all just kind of work well, well together. So I think from being a producer and knowing for what I'm looking for as a producer and what makes my life easier, and what makes the broadcast better and what makes the show better, like, okay. And then I know as a reporter, when I'm pitching stories, when this story would fit in a game when and maybe a producer might be a little bit too busy to get to me. It's not about me. It's, it should never be about the reporter. It should never be about the talent. It should be about the story and the storyline and the production, and, you know, what we're putting up. So it's like, no, it doesn't make sense for me to be on camera here. It doesn't make sense to have this here. This is what makes sense from the outside looking in of, okay, this is the story we're trying to tell. This is how we're trying to set it up. And this is how it's going to be received from the viewer in the best way. So being able to step back and um, also help produce that show along with Dave Covert. Yes, shout out Dave. Dave. It's been, we're way too long into this podcast without mentioning Dave Covert. Both of us. He's the best. I love, I love our team. Dave, Mike, Dennis shoots with us a lot. And I've Mm -hmm. got a lot of other wonderful shooters who um, who shoot with us along the way. Uh, Chris Pyatt uh, has been wonderful too with us this year, has been a full-time member of Marlon's clubhouse so he's helped a lot in the past just the entire thing I'm like I'm literally I'm giving out shout outs Matt <laughs> yeah. Brad, everybody who believe in us if, if yeah true, right that's true, what we're doing they, they give us they seriously they give us the the, the, the trust and 100%. um the trust to go and do our jobs and everything that we need to go do our jobs the right way and 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 yeah so just being able to <laughs> I need to circle it back wrap it up yeah. Kelly wrap it up someone behind me like this <laughs> it up goodbye you're talking too long but yes okay so to reel it back in being yeah. a producer definitely helps on air as a talent it helps you yeah know, know what everybody else is trying to do and make your lives easier and that's lives easier. that's important um i think that's important perspective to have when you're the quote-unquote talent right because not everybody views it that way a lot of people right. uh who decide to get into this business to be on camera we all have to have some semblance of ego to do this and some larger (laughs) than others. Right. And so if you can't leave your ego at the door, then 
you aren't willing to look at it through that producer's eyes and it's all about how much time can I get on camera. And I think that your ability to drop the ego at the door and look at it as what's the best thing that we can make as a television show um, is really important. And ultimately that, again, comes through on on these shows that we're able to create with the help of, you know, all of these other great producers and editors who work on them. Um, I have a couple more Marlins things, but I think I'll just save them for... Actually, I, the one I have to just no? say is, do you have okay. any initial thoughts on um, new Marlins manager Skip Schumacher? I mean, I yeah. know we, you've been deep into heat research right now, so I can't imagine there's been all that much time to really focus on it. You know, no, of course I'm going to focus on. That's, that's the great thing about this, able to do both. Um, just yes. like the kind of balance that we have uh, of both the Marlins season, the heat season. It's just, it works kind of perfectly. So yes, I've done my deep dive <laughs> to skip Schumacher. Schumacher. There I is. love that his name is Skip. Can we talk about that? Yeah, please? Skip the Skip. Um, skip the Skip. Skip That's the Skip. There's, there's a word for that. I don't have it in front of me and I'm totally going to butcher it. What is it? It's my, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't know what that word is. All I was going to say is that I'm trying to sort of paint this as new manager Skip Schumacher actually has 40 years of managerial experience just by having the name Skip his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, right? So that's how, I, that's how I view it. That's my sort of take. I'm, I'm workshopping at the moment. Uh, there's some, and I saw this tweet out there, and there's some word that says um, having a name that, wor- like that, that's that like works perfect with your profession. Fit. That works with your profession. There's a, it's searched with an A. It's out it there. I forget what's at. Yeah, it's A P something like that. Letters. So really funny. So uh, Skip Schumacher though. Now I got his name out. Uh, I've actually several players have reached out to me who have worked with him in the past, who have been with either the Cardinals or or, or the Padres, and they have literally reached out to me and say, this is a great hire. He is awesome. Awesome. So hearing that and not me going out and asking them and saying, hey, you know, I see that, you know, he was your bench coach or or he was your first base coach. What do you think about him? You know, pulling it out of people who are like, oh, yeah, he's great. But that guy's literally reached out to me and said, no, this guy that you guys just hired He's a winner. He is great. This is a great hire, unprovoked. That is so far a two thumbs up for me. Yeah, that's so, great. So I mean, that, that is a very good first impression, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, from everything that we've seen in some of these stories that have have come out in the last couple of days, it seems like number one, you know, everyone who's played with him or worked with him just seems right. to love the guy. Which of you know, of course, you're going to get some some positive reactions more times than not. But also, if there were negative right. reactions to be out there, we'd be seeing them. Um, and, right. and I haven't seen anything. And, and the other element of that seems to be a lot of, hey, he does a great job of blending the old school and the new school. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Marlins need a lot of that. Um, right. And so to have someone who can vocalize that message to this young team is as, as a younger guy, I think is going to be really beneficial. So I, I'm looking forward exactly. to it as well. Um, but it's and the time. communication too. So, it, but it's time. It's time we can for go us to get we'll talk about to that. our final game. Um, this game is called home run or strikeout. Um, sometimes this game is like a this or that, but today we're doing it as a, as a true or false. So if something is, so if you agree with a statement, if you agree with the statement, it's a home run. If you disagree, it's a strikeout. So, and this is going to be Halloween themed special for Kelly as we enter Halloween weekend. So first statement, dressing up for Halloween is just for kids. 
strike out. Yeah, I had a feeling. Do this is agree. just an excuse to be able to talk about your makeup skills and and everything oh, there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, why don't you talk about some, some of that? <laughs> why don't Do you talk now. about some of that now? That. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, this is again to try to spark notes. This tomboy growing up never owned makeup even in college. Wasn't interested. Got my first on air job. The girl before me happened to be a heat dancer who did the uh, the Marlins in game hosting gorgeous girl really into the fashion the makeup and and all this and and the bosses at the time were like that's what we want i'm like crap (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to do any of that so um i started to learn how to do makeup long story short uh i I got really into it i got really good at it i went to a workshop it was like a halloween workshop it showed how to do like a special effect like a like a bullet wound special effect with special effect makeup and that was it that's all it took i was like this is great i remember driving home to my parents i was like look at it i had put this like this like special effect thing on my leg and i'm like (laughs) look at this (laughs) sticking my leg like in their face that's hilarious so then uh yeah after that i just started teaching myself how to do special effects makeup and i really enjoy it and I love it. And Halloween's my favorite time to play with it. So and there you go. And so you are helping everyone who is an adult or kid dress up for Halloween. Everybody's got to dress up for Halloween. Um, statement number two, candy corn is delicious. Oh, strike out. I'm not oh, fan. no. This is yes, such a disappointment. I love candy yeah, corn. Yeah, no, I don't like candy. I think it's I pretty. It. That's fair. I just don't like it. That's fair. All right. Fair. Uh, Hocus Pocus <laughs> is the best Halloween movie. Can I like take my base or something there's somewhere in between i love hocus <laughs> i love hocus pocus there's a lot of halloween movies i like right. hocus pocus uh, it might it might be a home run i mean there's other there's other great ones yeah perfect we'll call it an inside the park home run because it it didn't really quite get over the wall because there's so many other options but at the end of the day it's getting the job done is i think where you're at it's it's a classic, but there's just so many awesome ones out there. I, I mean, it's definitely at the top. It's definitely top three. Yeah. For me, I I, I will not lie that I, I did think of uh, Halloween Town on Disney Channel. And I just I finished that watching that. Kid. I love I'm that movie. I'm dead serious. I just uh, finished watching that movie. And also, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and that's a Halloween movie. Yeah. That's a fun one. So Halloween, if you're like actually into scary movies, like Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Lee Which Curtis. I am not. Super not for me. But I watch it, but I, I have nightmares every time. Like literally, I have to watch it like during the day with the lights on. This is a fascinating <laughs> thing that you decide to do to watch scary movies, even though you know it's gonna give you nightmares. Gonna, but yes. all right, this fourth fourth statement: It is okay to give out non candy to trick or treaters. <sighs> Strike out! No, right? what are you doing? That is like the holiday to rot your teeth. This is uh-huh. why dentists have jobs. I one time was given I it. one time was given um a banana and uh, I one and then I also I think a cop out is a bag of chips. Despite it being a snack, yeah, I think you. it's a cop out and I don't think yeah, that it's right. It's gotta be candy. It's gotta be like the like the four major ones too. It's gotta be like Kit Kat, Reese's, yep. uh, Snickers, you know, one of those, uh-huh. those big ones. Yeah, yeah, the major don't ones. Funky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, oh gosh. Yeah, the funky candies. Yeah. yeah it's gotta be one of yeah, the classics. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, what is this? Even <sighs> even though most people don't love Tootsie Rolls, even Tootsie Rolls because it's a classic. Exactly. You know what I mean? um, exactly. And then lastly, and I know your answer here, Halloween is the best holiday of the year. Oh, home run. <laughs> there it Halloween. is. There I it do. is. It's so much fun. All right. Well, Kelly Sacco, you <sighs> and I just Talk spoke for about answer. an hour. Um, no, no, no. This is amazing. I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking all this time. I know how busy you are. 
Um, and I'm I'm very appreciative of it. I know that everybody listening had a blast getting to know a little bit more about <laughs> you and your story here. Um, so before I let you go, just any places you need to direct people to consume all of the things that you're doing just watch the heat watch the marlins watch all of the things on bally sports exactly watch all the tv i apologize for all you who have twitter fingers i'm not a big tweeter (laughs) i I, i'm good at you know if you're nice i'll like like it or i'll retweet and say thanks i'm I'm really not big on the twitter fear uh i I do the instagram i know i sound 100 years old there i swear i'm not instagram i like like calling it the instagram I do the Instagram. Yeah. So um, yeah, just, just watch the TV. That's where I do the majority of my work. But Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Next time we're going to yes. switch it around. I'm going to take your mom <laughs> and interview. Okay, perfect. Well, if you do want to follow Kelly, you can follow her at Kelly Sacco on Twitter and at Kelly Sacco underscore sports on Instagram. Watch her as she uh, makes her debut as a solo sideline reporter at a date coming up sometime soon on a Miami Heat broadcast. Um, Kelly, thanks again. And uh, for everyone listening, I hope you have a really wonderful, wonderful Halloween weekend. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.